0: Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast
1: couldn't do this, all this. What? The? This is the podcast starring the Ted, starring the Ted,
0: the, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The. Podcast starts. You better wear a helmet No! All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. To be the host of this here Podcast E-Ted Smith, the greatest
1: podcast in all the land,
2: all the land.
1: Uh, back up in his rightful spot, in the top left-hand corner. What's the name of Cobb? Cobb, what's going on? And I'm feeling good. At long last, I got my logo plastered across your chest when you're playing soccer. I feel good. I finally get to you know leverage our friendship into true pure profit. What's up? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, down there, getting the studio all set up and recording. Matt Common, the producer, MCTV. What's up, Matt?
2: It's Ted. i Cobb.
0: <laughs> so, you know what? Let's just start with a Pub League update. Cobb's Popcorn is now the official sponsor of the Corner Kick Murphy, which I'm a, a member of. Uh, you know, we're one to know. We don't like to talk about wins and losses, but when you win, you talk about it. <laughs> These colors don't
1: <laughs> run, baby. I said it before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So a couple of things. Number one, uh, there's a guy on my team. uh, I won't say his name, but I never play on the same team as him. He's always on the other side. And even like in our league, like Cobb, you've seen me play. Like you can't tackle. It's not, there's no, like not a lot of contact at all. But for whatever reason, me and this guy would always kind of bump into each other and kind of like. Get a little chippy. Yeah, it's always been like a little thing. So now he's on my team. And I was like, I'm just happy to play with you for a change. So uh, game starts, I'm, I'm on the bench, I'm going to sub in. Man, that guy went out and scored a goal within like the first like five minutes. And I was like, all right. And then wow. uh, for some reason, I don't know if it's because I get tired or whatever, but I only ever seem to play defense or striker. Like I'm never in the <laughs> midfield. So I'm either kind of playing defense, walking around back there, or I'm just chasing everything up front. But he, he did lay me off a nice pass. And I just flubbed it. Like, I thought the defender was going to get it. It got caught leaning the wrong way. And it just, I mean, Cobb, it just, like, bounced past. But I'm, like, leaning back. And I'm, like, that guy walks right over to me and goes, that was the pass. I was, like, I
1: know. <laughs> that was the pass.
0: <laughs> he was, like, that was your pass. I was, like, I i know. I know.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, seriously. it's like, you get one per game. Let's we'll just not make it one per season. Dang, dude. That's, I mean – that with the cobs jersey on that's tough but you know you guys gotta win that's all i really care about like we're just we only care about champions
0: okay we want so hardware. we've talked about this before i think we've had your business partner uh rowan on the podcast way back oh, in the day so rowan and i are good buddies but for whatever reason like i just don't text a lot with rowan and then saturday night i get a text it's like what time's the game this and that and i was like damn ownership is on us. Like I've never had a sponsor like Brian from Uli's would come out once in a while, but I was like, man, Rowan's hitting me up on a Saturday night. It's not like a what's going on. It's just like, Hey, I'm coming to the game tomorrow. I'm like, yeah.
1: It's like, you better be inside. <laughs> <right. up. laughs> now
0: his defense, I was, I was home by 1030 on Saturday being a good boy. Uh, but it was also funny as I had my mom in town, right? She was kind of like, I don't know if I want to go or this or that. And I was like, well, like Rowan will be there. Like, I got a beach chair for you. It'll be cool. So it was a lot of pressure, though. Like, I'm 41. But, like, my mom's there. We got ownership there. The mayor was there. He wasn't playing. He wasn't even watching his team. He just watching our team. But I was like, I got to do something. But it's also fun having Rowan there because he knows soccer. So every time I mess up, like, you can just hear this little voice like, eh, where were you on that one, Smith? Or like, give up balls rolled out of bounds. It's like, get it, Ted damn it
1: that's what i'm saying ted you're under new management baby our friendship the dynamic of our relationship is about to change <laughs>
0: <laughs> and like what do you what do you call it when like somebody gives you a pass and you act like you're gonna kick a goal but you just let it pass through it's a nice leave like a nice leave right i clearly stub my toe on one and sit, like somebody's like oh nice leave and i hear rowan like yeah nice leave ted like yeah i that's not what i was trying
1: to do <laughs> that's awesome dude i love the um when when people like step and it goes between their legs intentionally i've seen like some clips of Messi doing that like world cup games are just insane but yeah and i i mean dude you looked like you knew what you were doing yeah you think your mom knew the difference i don't i think she's like go teddy oh she she had no idea and be honest
0: with you like she would have been fine sitting there watching the game but then like Rowan shows up and the mayor's there. So they are having a blast. And then my mom, it was a nice day, but you know, she's older. She's a little chilly. So I look over there at one point, she's wearing Rowan's jacket, but it's like a cool, like, you know, kind of like fashionable camo, not like jungle camo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
0: just weird. I look over and there's Rowan with his hands in his pocket. My mom looking all cool in her shades. I was just like, Jesus, I feel like the ownership is like really watching us now. <laughs>
1: ROI, Ted, you're in my world now Return on investment Wait, so why wasn't Joe playing?
0: Uh, He like tweaked his knee the day before Power washing something That's tough Yeah, to his credit, he showed up I'd been bad-mouthing him all all morning I was like, oh yeah, hurt my knee I've heard that excuse Then when he showed up and he was kind of limp And I was like, all right, well now I feel like an asshole Because you're actually hurt
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome, man That guy's great
0: it was, and it was fun. Honestly, like I like don't get me wrong. Like I hadn't sprinted in a while. So I mean, I, I was sucking wind at points, but it was nice. it was fun to get back out there and like play. And then also like Rowan's going to, you guys are going to win over the whole league because Rowan brought it like a bag with like smaller bags of popcorn. And he was just, I was like, is that for our team? He's like, you know, he's like, yeah. Or whoever. People are just <laughs> like, do we really have some? Well, like, yeah, man. Like he's not messing with you. He's gonna start charging you. Like it's our sponsor. Enjoy the yeah. enjoy the benefits of our uh, of our labor.
1: <laughs> uh, dude, that's hilarious, man. That's awesome. I'm glad he made it out. And does people ask me all the time? Does it feel good to own a soccer team? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I won't lie. I like what ownership's ownership's doing. He bought me a couple pints after the match. Oh, the there 18. we go. I was like, oh, I could get into this.
1: Dude, I like the idea of like trying to like subtly kind of like just barely tip the scales in your guys' direction. Like we just get you like, you know, like a little bit better shin guards, like get the goalie some gloves, like just, you know, it starts with little things. And then pretty soon we got you guys out there in jumpsuits, you know, doing jump ejects over the game. And you guys are the team that faces the mighty ducks, you know, that's what I want. That's what I want for you, Ted. I want duffel bags that match, have your numbers on them. It's funny too, it's like, obviously the point of
0: public is to learn the game and have fun and this and that, but I was kind of bitching on Saturday night, I was like, man, there is a cup, and if your team wins, you get to drink out of it, it's like, I've never gotten to drink out of that cup, it still pisses me off.
1: The forbidden fruit must be tasted, Ted, if ever there was a season, this is it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, ideally, it leads up to championship game, and I score a goal on our buddy, the mayor.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, that's wow. That would be the Cinderella story that I mean, it could happen, you know, like he's good. His team will probably be in the finals. You're good. Your team will probably be in the finals. It's like, I mean, is there four teams? Yeah, there's four teams. Yeah. So we got a pretty good shot.
0: I also want to start putting popcorn in my pocket. And then if I score a goal, just like sprinkle some. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's so dumb. Dude, I love
0: right. that. Somebody's yeah. like, can you do? I was like, man, I don't know. They might yellow card me. I'm not sure if you're supposed
1: to have premeditated <laughs> yeah. goal celebration They have props. They're like, it's our sponsor. That's hilarious. <laughs> right. Just go to every game with a pocket full of butter popcorn, hoping for it to happen. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, God, dude, only you would think of that. Like, I just imagine you standing there on defense and you're like, I should bring popcorn one of these things. <laughs>
0: sure and it was funny too because uh what was it uh, uh the mayor was hanging out with my family on friday night we went out and got a nice dinner and he actually just happened to stop by your shop so he brought a bag of cobs and then i had like some people over on saturday for like the we did like second easter and somebody was like i don't get it man i hang out with you all the time you never have cobs around but it's like if, if somebody else is in town or it's a
1: holiday you get some I was like, dude, Joe brought it. Like, don't get mad at me. (laughs) Dude. So what's funny, like from your mom's perspective, is it probably feels like we're like trying to like product placement around, like now she's living in a world where you're just constantly surrounded by Cobb's popcorn, you know?
0: Okay. That's (laughs) the only thing too, is that my sister, uh, like, you know, like, you know, like sometimes they'll say that's a weird hill to die on. Mm -hmm. So My sister's like, I don't eat Cobb's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just grand oil family, right? And then finally, like at some point in the trip, I was just like, "You realize they're all friends. It's not like our cousins don't know Cobb and Rowan." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "It's like a, like you can eat both." Well, wow. yeah, we're
1: not rivals, dog. We we carved up the United States. It's like more like Don's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was just like, "No, it's it's okay. He sponsors my team. We can we can eat the popcorn, and it's really good. You'll like it." Did she try it? She did, yeah. Joe got a bag of the uh the standard, the brown butter.
1: Nice, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So she's converted, slowly but surely. Right?
0: That's just like, dude, I get those are our cousins, but it's like they're all friends. Like this isn't some blood feud. (laughs) 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 Matt, you're in the middle. Have you had any of the Smith family stuff or just I
2: haven't I haven't had Smith family popcorn?
0: I I think you you must have had some. Because when I lived in Belltown, there was one year at Christmas where I had, like, prototypes of it. Okay. So you, you might have had some. Yeah.
1: That's right. I yeah, I think that was the, the only time I had it was when we were trying different flavors that they were considering, I think. All
0: right. Well, at some point this summer when we're all in town.
1: And no, That was out. before no. you were in the game, right, Cobb? Um, I actually was- don't really remember. Ted, do you remember who opened first? I think Smith family did, but you weren't that far behind. Yeah. I think we'd been talking about it for about eight months or so when we opened. Yeah. I think maybe they did open right before. And then that was kind of when we were buying that other one or whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember all the details, but yeah, that feels about right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago, but yes, (laughs) I think, I think I might have. Cause I remember being like, Cobb, you've been talking about the popcorn game. But I don't think you had opened or I had heard that you were opened yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: remember Cobb and I, and what did we do? Did we go to like Art Walk or something? Either way, we were sitting in Pioneer Square, like getting a drink and a snack. And you're like, ah, I'm working on this thing or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's what my cousins do. And you're like, oh. So I could actually talk to you about it. You're not going to be annoyed. I was like, "No, I, I know a lot about popcorn. I
1: mean, more, more than most people who don't own a shop should." Yeah. Oh, I and mean, I think uh, Ro was saying they're adding some shops, right? I'm trying to remember.
0: They are. Yeah. They because they That's added super some cool some other ones, and then they got a big project they're working on at their flagship store too. But yeah, they they I want to say they're going to open up one in Mashpee, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Out on the so cake right on.
0: They're doing pretty well. I was just dying laughing with my sister. I was like, hey, "Dude, you don't, you don't need to be brand loyal. Like, trust me. <laughs> like, there's literally a text thread with, with all of us on it, just talking, talking <laughs> back and forth.
1: Dude, and also, I mean, it's not like her. Like, money is going to us now. All of a sudden, like, all the popcorn's free from both sides. It's like, why is she picking sides?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. All right. So I had some family in town which you know is good and bad but it allows you like one good thing about having people in town is i think it allows you to be like a tourist in your own town
1: 100 so, percent,
0: right so i guess i would ask you guys like do you ever like do you ever do that on your own do you have to have somebody in town i mean like matt you've been down in palm springs for a while do you still like is it still like looking out like do you ever just do tourist days by yourself
2: yeah i mean i it's a fun thing but yeah i always feel like a tourist uh living here and uh try and keep that perspective um and you know i'd say uh in a place you know like seattle i don't know i was there for so long you know but you realize like yeah you kind of take take certain things for granted and you know but i also think like how long have I been down here? Six months, seven months? Like, I'd hope I haven't lost that fresh set of perspective and eyes by now. You know, it's kind of fun being, it's fun connecting with the locals down here um, about it and being like, yeah, I mean, I lived here. And they're like, oh, word. I'm like, but I also appreciate it. Like, I'm a tourist, right? So anytime you can see your hometown through a tourist eyes and all the locals appreciate it too. So yeah, um, it's it's been cool kind of connecting with the locals and being like look how cool this place is and then having that perspective that comes from just like what i consider like yeah, i still look like a tourist when i walk around town and look at this place like i'm on vacation
0: yeah well and i think too when you live somewhere long enough it's just hard to do like i never think about going up in the space needle so there's like people in town it's like oh yeah i could just take a day and do that
2: yeah, I will say even living here, you'd be amazed how how jaded the locals are. Where I'm like, we get these mountains every day that glow, and like the palm trees, and just like world class sunrises and sunsets, like 300 plus days a year. This is amazing. And they're like, yeah, you know, I kind of lost sight of that after the lat. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's pretty pretty awesome. I'm pretty stoked to to be here. And like, and then the guy that cuts my hair was like, yeah, man, I like. So you come in here and you talk about how, how great it is. I've been appreciating living here more. I was <laughs> like, Word. So, my barber likes it. Stay gold, <laughs> pony boy. <laughs> Cal, have you
0: ever take tourist days in Austin or just meet people in town for, for yourself?
1: Yeah, man. Well, as a quick aside, Matt, the number one tourist destination in Palm Springs is actually a popcorn factory, number one on TripAdvisor. Really? It's called Brandina. You should check it out. Um, it's a wild story. I'll tell you the backstory off, off, uh, the podcast. I don't want to, I don't want to be recorded saying it, but wild ride. Um, you should check it out. It's near your place. Um, the, uh, as far as being a tourist in your own town. So I always tell this story. So I went to school in Boston for four years. And one of the best things that I did was one of the last days I was there. My whole family was in town for graduation and we went and did a tour. Where they take you around town and talk to you about the history of Boston and all this cool stuff. I learned so much on that tour. Made me appreciate the city so much. Right as I was leaving, and I was like, "Man, I always want to try to be a tourist in my own city." So, that being said, um, I haven't really done that in Seattle. I mean, I've been in the Space Needle and stuff, but um, but yeah, in Austin, there's so many. The nice thing about that town is. You know, there's so many bachelor parties and reasons for people to be in town that there's almost always somebody there. I'm in Seattle right now, but actually one of my friends is there. one of to my mutual friends, actually. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you get a lot of chance to go do the touristy stuff. So we go out to the Bat Bridge and check that out. I took Matt there when he was visiting. Um, and Zilker Park, you know, is always really good. It's like their central park. So, yeah, I feel like living close to all the touristy stuff. And then the fact that it's not that big of a city, so there's not that much to do. I do do the touristy stuff a lot and it definitely makes me appreciate the town and it's fun seeing it through other people's eyes. You know, I feel like it gives you a new, a renewed perspective. And obviously, you know, I moved there by choice. So it always kind of reinforces that decision. It feels good.
0: Yeah. And I would say like, when I lived in Belltown, it was pretty easy to be a tourist. because like I live right in between the market and the needle, but like, yeah, it's always like, Oh, we'll go up there. But also like, Kyle, we used to talk about, I know you were always a big Tuesday market guy, but there was definitely a period of my life where, like, I would get up on Sunday mornings before like football, and I would just walk through the market. Like, like I, I, I lived down there for probably five years before I realized that was the original Starbucks because on Sunday mornings before like ten a.m. it just wasn't very crowded. So that was just I would just get in there, get a coffee, get like walk around the market. Yeah, but, like uh, right. So that was pretty easy. But I would say for me the big one is Bainbridge. Like I rarely like, yes. like I I don't go over to Bainbridge a ton, but if I have people in town, it's like, all right, we're getting on the ferry. We'll go over to Bainbridge. We'll
1: grab some lunch. We'll walk around a little bit. We'll come back. Dude, honestly, the, the going to Bainbridge is the best for people who aren't from the area. The ferry leaves right from downtown. And it's huge. It's bigger than any ferry you've ever seen. It probably holds, you know, close to 150 cars, plus people, motorcycles, et cetera. So it's massive. You ride out and then when you come back, so it's just a little island right off the coast of Seattle, probably, you know, 30 minute ferry ride, but you can see it from the city. But when you come back into the city, the... You come right into downtown. It's so like the whole city is just rising up in front of you. you. have this incredible view from the water and the sun is behind you. So it lights up all the buildings. And that's my favorite part, Ted, is coming back into the city at the end of the journey. I mean, like I've taken dates out there and said before, and, you know, just that is a power move. I mean, magic, magic.
0: It is for sure. Like when my brother was out here a few years ago, it was in the fall. So we had gone to Huskies versus Ducks on Saturday. Oh, yeah. But- and then on Sunday, uh, that's right, you were with us. Uh, I was going to say the Seahawks were playing. So it was weird. Like, we went over to Bainbridge, but then we were coming back. Like, the game was letting out. And that was kind of cool, too. It was, it's like, I, I don't know. You can hear about, like, fans in another town. But when you're getting off a ferry and there's just thousands of them and they're all, like, walking, you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is, a, this is Seahawks. Like, this is a football town.
1: Yeah, you know? totally. I know. And that's that's a cool thing, too, with the Seahawks is their area is so big because there's no other teams close, so we pull from a big, big area. A lot of states, probably four or five states. Have, yeah,
2: for sure. Have either of you guys done the underground tour in Seattle?
1: Dude, I, I've been talking about it for years.
2: I've never been. Ted?
0: I've never done it either. My mom and sister had. They did it years ago when they came out to visit, but I've never actually I've done, done
2: it. it. God, me it's, neither. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. was? I want to say uh, she was Swedish or something. I did it once because a Tinder date from Europe, who was a flight attendant and was in Seattle for the night. Um, wow! And I and I was like, let's go do that. I just wanted some random, but that was, it was somebody from another continent that lured me into the thing that you guys have been talking about for years. And before that, I was in the same boat. I talked about it for years, never did it. But anyways. That's awesome. Find a reason.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good reason to go into like some dark tunnels with a foreign Swedish woman, you know?
2: Yeah. She, she was super hot. But, uh. Oh. yeah, I had to go to work afterwards. Couldn't get that oh. covered, unfortunately. You quit that job. Just walk. Well, yeah. God.
0: <laughs> well, and you can't do it anymore because they're they're not open in Seattle anymore. But honestly my mom for years would beg to go on the ride, the ducks tour. Oh yeah. And then, Never yeah, did. we did that one summer when she was visiting. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I learned more stuff on that duck tour and I had
2: already lived here for years. Wait.
1: Are the ducks officially done in Seattle?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: wow. That Come was back from that one. Well, they were coming back for a while and then there was like different parties getting involved. I didn't know that that was the final result. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, and then I think weren't we all together when we rode them for the Christmas lights?
1: We did do that. Yeah, I
0: know Matt was there. Bob, you might not. Have, I think you were there.
1: I honestly don't remember.
0: Yeah, you know, so I'm just saying, it's just funny. Some of that tourist stuff, like again, I, I would I would always give my mom a hard time, and then she was like, "Come on, not like the girl I was dating was like, let's take her on the duck. She wants to go on the ducks," and I was like, "This is super informative. Like I've learned a bunch being on this tour."
1: Yeah, it is fun. There's a walking tour that leaves from like a block from my house in Austin that I keep meaning to go on. You just meet out in the street and this guy walks you around town. I see it all the time, but I haven't been. Yeah. What's the so. ruling. What's the, like, ha,
0: like can the guy be like, stop following us. Like in theory, like <laughs> could you and your girl
1: just kind of follow him around and stay within your shot. We, we could, I mean, this gets into like the idea of unwritten rules and, you know, legally speaking, you can't legislate courtesy is what they say. So You know, I think it's just the courteous thing if you follow his tour. You know, to pay him. Obviously, you could do the same thing in any public tourist area, but it's it's definitely a low class move. I mean, yeah, it's one thing maybe like if you're homeless or something, okay. But like, I don't know. That's just that's stealing the guy's thunder slash product,
0: right? That's dude's business. I don't know. I'm just thinking about like, I don't know. Let's just follow him around for a block or two and see what we (laughs) learn. Free yeah, popcorn wasn't enough, stops. Ted. <laughs> I want free
1: popcorn and a free tour. <laughs> Alternatively, you could also offer a free tour. <laughs> like you just put on one of those shirts and you're like follow me. <laughs> that would be kind of funny, dude. Just like have a flag
0: and stand on the corner and be like, like Matt, I I I'd bring you in on this. If like. I don't, who, I don't know who's giving the tour, you or me, but the other one just has to like every, like every 10, five minutes. Be like, all right, 15 minutes till the tour starts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You definitely need someone like out, kind of cat calling and like rounding, rounding people up. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, let's take a break there and we'll come back with some
0: emails. What's Matt and in the cop topic. All right. Thank you to our sponsors. Also, a uh, big shout out to our buddy, Tyler Smith, that was on last week. That was a great cast, boys. I was dying laughing,
1: man. God, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I love Tyler Smith. And weirdly, I've told three people about the dope show just in the last week.
0: Yeah, so like I, like we were having fun, so I didn't get to it. I will say this, or I think I said it, but I was like, right, I, I've been on the dope show a few times. I, I did say it. It's like, yeah, one time when I was stoned, the set was great. The next time, it was like I never smoked weed in my life. Couldn't remember a joke to save my life. I was just like, oh, my God, this is incredibly awkward.
1: See, that's like that classic thing, though. You know, like people will like, you know, um, what's it called? They'll like heckle comedians or pro athletes or whatever. And it's just a totally different game when you're out there under the bright lights.
0: Yeah. And look, we got to get to emails and stuff. But I, I meant to bring this up last week. I think it's kind of ridiculous how soft some uh, athletes are getting. Right. Like, I like Baker Mayfield. He was like, what if I went to somebody's job and booed them, like in their cubicle? It's like I, I get what you're saying, Baker, but also you get paid 13 million dollars a year and your whole like the whole point of pro sports is to have people come watch it. I just feel like the amount of money you make and it's a pro sport, like you can't be mad when people boo you or heckle you from the stands. Now, I think there's a line. I don't like you need to talk about people's personal lives or this or that, but like. <laughs> Like we talked about with uh, Westbrook or Westbrook, Russell, and everybody kept calling him Westbrook. And he was like getting so pissy. He's like, you know, you're shitting on my family name, this and that. It's like, dude, they're making a joke about you missing shots. Like, come on.
1: Yeah. And the other thing about my job is when we sell a bag of popcorn, I don't have 70,000 people and another half million at home going crazy for me and chanting my name and wearing my shirt on their back. Like, yeah, like it's the- an entertainment product by nature. You have to take the bad with the good, and I'm, I agree with him that fans go a little crazy and a little overboard. And I'm not defending some of those crazy NFL fans, whatever. But I mean, too soft, man. Like, come on, no one play, play the world's smallest violin. You're making thirteen million dollars a year. That's what two hundred and sixty thousand dollars a week,
2: every week for an entire year. You're making a lot more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's he makes more than thirteen million dollars like- a year.
2: Well, he has a I don't know about Jesus. his latest contract, actually, but
0: now, you, you know what? Matt's right. I think it's 19. Yeah, that's why nobody will pick him up in a trade because everybody's like, well, I don't want to pay his contract and
1: have to give up draft picks, but he's, he's making, making $380,000 a week, every week for an entire year. Right. If I made 380, I, I'd, I'd be
0: beyond excited to make, you know, like 380 in a year like that puts you in a pretty high tax bracket.
1: No, that's every week, bro. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'd yeah. happy to make that in <laughs> like I think it's like mate, just Sunday to Sunday, he makes that. <laughs> <laughs> Whether he plays or not. God. Hey, and Baker, yeah. I play sports too, and I
0: have to pay to play them.
1: Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> the NFL too. One thing that's kind of crazy, I don't know if people know this, but um, but uh, my roommate played, they actually get game checks. So they don't get paid like a little bit of their salary all year. They literally get paid like when they play in a game. And so those like you know, 14 weeks of the season or whatever, like each week, if you suit up and play, like you get your game check. So you're really getting like, you know, what one twelfth of your yearly salary? So like those checks are massive for somebody like that. I mean, each week he's probably getting a couple million bucks.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like Baker, but like Baker, that's a bad track. What if I went not booed somebody in a cubicle? It's like, well, if you saved like they, you got to keep in mind when people come to games, especially NFL games are expensive. Like the dude working in the cubicle has put aside a lot of stuff and save money to go to the game. Like if you're not playing well, like he
1: gets to boo you. Yeah, seriously. Like you don't pay however much to like go watch, you know, people be an accountant or whatever. Yeah, man. I, I don't have a lot of soft spot for pro athletes. I mean, there's a few situations where you talk about like, you know, training all that time to only have one possible employer, like the NFL or the UFC, you know, I'll I'll hear you, but like, I'll talk to you about that. But, you know, miss me with that. Like, Oh, people are making fun of me at my job. Like, okay. Okay.
2: But, okay. So I just have this say, we're talking about Westbrook earlier. He made 44 mil for this season.
0: Yeah, He wasn't even good.
2: That's what I'm saying. Basketball players and baseball players' contracts are so insane compared compared to football players, who I think put a lot more on the line for their, you know, injuries and their bodies and oh, yeah. their, you know, short-term health. Yeah. So short careers, I think football yeah. players, like, you know, I think I don't know if you should be crying that like it's a tough guy sport, Baker. Like, but when they talk yeah. about. The money like you see in nfl free agencies like the entire contracts for like four-year deals a lot of pretty good players sign will be like 44 mil that's one year for Russ, russell westbrook who not even that good so yeah you
0: know, and you're I'm right it's baseball man. and basketball contracts are amazing and they're guaranteed whereas right. like the nfl they just release people
2: right so i do think that's worth pointing out when we talk about like Shut up, you rich crybabies. Like the NFL players, I think, do have a point in their salary caps and like what they can actually make. I think they deserve more money across the board, personally. And their owners are so rich, they make so much money. Um, yeah, the I- NFL generates, I'm pretty sure, the NFL generates more than the MLB and the NBA, and their players make less. So, fine. yeah, I was
0: gonna uh, say, I'm pretty sure the. That- two most profitable leagues in the world are the English premier league and the NFL.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. NFL. I will say that those rosters are a little bigger, but you know, homeboys making what $850,000 a week or something like that. Like guy you were just talking about right? yeah. Westbrook. Yeah. That's obscene. And like, even if you, if you get hurt in basketball, like maybe if, even if it's career ending, like it's not changing the trajectory of how you live your life day to day. And in football, that happens all the time guys getting paralyzed getting you know traumatic head injury or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. yep all right Cobb you got some emails yeah I was gonna say well luckily none of the three of us are getting drafted so
0: yep we got two (laughs) right pretty sure League. I got traded because one guy chugged a beer
1: (laughs) all right so um I think the cop topic uh (laughs) this this email I gotta say like it's a short one but so I see them when they come in just during the week, whatever, you know, and I'll kind of glance at my phone. I just usually see the preview. And this was one of the ones that, I don't know, it's one of the funnier ones we've had in the last couple of years, in my opinion. But I look at my phone and it's always out of context. It doesn't say like, you know, I emailed you for the podcast or anything. It's just, you know, just someone's name and then their message. This one just goes, bro, the most caveman shit ever is how obsessed people are with literally shiny rocks. Like that's all diamonds really are.
0: that's a very good call right he's right caveman like urges or whatever and i'm like that's a super good call
1: (laughs) i know yeah honestly like that's why like i laughed and then i was like god he's absolutely right like yeah dude shiny rocks are crazy you see it in sedona there's like these gem shops and people go nuts
0: i was gonna say i do it with geese too right like everybody knows in the fall you'll see geese flying south and you'll see them flying north in the in the spring Whenever I see them in a good formation, it's like oh, it's almost almost summer. Here comes the geese. And it's like I I don't like I don't know why every time I have to look up and be like all right geese you know what that means
1: yeah it's time I didn't know it was spring otherwise
0: <laughs> right it's like I'm shocked every time and I'm mesmerized like man that's a good formation out of those geese
1: yeah it is kind of cool though you know like I don't know thinking so we mostly think of time as linear right you know and but. It's interesting thinking about time as cyclical, you know, more like they did in ancient times. We think about, you know, the cycle of a year or the seasons or, you know, whatever, a week even, you know, Sunday to Sunday. And so I think it's interesting. And something like that does, I think, make us feel more in touch with, with the time of nature not like we're just getting older every day, but that we're part of a natural cycle and a, a rhythm and a harmony with nature and so i feel like that's why stuff like that appeals to our caveman senses yeah good point all right um enough uh enough smoking weed so hey guys uh great show with tyler smith the other day his dope show reminded me of the woman who eats a bunch of edibles uh then does movie makeup on youtube if you haven't seen them uh here's a link you dropped us a link uh, love your show and larp on tyler and it looks like the link, if you want to look it up, is Grinch makeup tutorial after special treats.
0: Just for the record, that email started with great interview with Tyler Smith. And then it ended with from Tyler. <laughs> like, I'm not saying he's emailing us to surprise, <laughs> but,
1: you know. <laughs> Dude, you might be right. And the, the email address, I'm not going to say it on here, but it's like essentially Tyler at gmail.com. Like, it doesn't look old. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I like the wow. idea. Of, in no way do I think he did that. But I like the idea of him going home and be like, I'm gonna send him an email and be like, that guy was great.
1: So you should have that guy on again. And pay him <laughs> extra.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, well let's check in with what's matting. Hey, guys. what's good, what's man before we get to what's matting. Hey, what's good, what's Check out what's batten Hey, what's good, what's mat Uh before we get to what's matting. Hey,
1: Hey, hey what's good? What's mad? Check out what's
2: happening. All right. Uh, so I guess I'll go chronologically here since we were just talking about Tyler Smith and the uh, uh uh on 420, uh I actually went to the 420 Bank as you'd imagine and they were having a comedy show there. Uh and it was starring uh Jamie Kennedy. Oh yeah. <laughs> who you know it's tough to gauge him i mean within 10 minutes there was some lady who was also drunk i'm pretty sure like i'm pretty sure she was getting drinks before she came in and might have smoked on top of it and can't handle her weed uh I, i don't know she she was the classic heckler and as it turns out so Initially, there was an announcement that on 420 there, they were going to have uh, the Cottonmouth Kings and Crazy Town. And then All right. All right. that was that announcement kind of disappeared from Instagram and stuff and in uh, the posters at the bank. And so then it was replaced with this comedy show starring Jamie Kennedy. And within like 15 minutes of, her, of his set, she's like, oh, you're the bum bum guy. Oh, wrong
0: comedian.
2: <laughs> wrong comedian from the late 90s lady.
0: <laughs> right. She's confusing him with Tom Green. Yeah. Loves Tom Green. Tom Green's the man. We've interviewed him a bunch of times. He is, yeah. he is just as nice and like he is Tom Green. Yeah. So, she, so she's heckling him and doesn't even know who he is.
2: Doesn't know who he is, didn't know she was going to be at a comedy show. So she's like a terrible audience member because she, you know, she's the sort of person where like, don't go to a comedy show. What are you doing here? And she kept kept interrupting like throughout and I'll just disrupt the whole flow, but like getting, I mean, that's a rough line to hear like 15 minutes in to your set, right? So I to yeah. judge them too harshly. And then she kept interrupting from there.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, it's always tough with when you go to comedy clubs because you want people drinking so they'll laugh more. But it's a fine line between like, you want them buzzed up so they're laughing and then drunk person that can't shut up.
2: Yeah. So you don't want them mousy. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Right. And, and <laughs>
2: the bank's not the best setup for a comedy show. Like, I'll, you know, you guys know I love that place, but I'll say it's not the best layout for comedy, but it's a multi-purpose room that works okay. But at a certain point, she was like, I'm here for crazy town. God, no. <laughs> 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 so, so, like, she's all confused on top of it. Like, you can't blame her for being a terrible audience member when it's like, this is a hang out and smoke weed venue it's hosting a comedy show on that side of the room. And like, she's probably drunk and she has no idea what's going on. And so it was very funny Uh, just in general, but it's kind of a hell gig for, from his standpoint. Yeah,
0: definitely. All right, real quick, Matt, the weed store by my house, their ATMs weren't working on 420. So like I was in the corner store and I'm like, what in the hell? Why? There's a very good taco place in my corner store, but I'm like, what is this line for? Then (laughs) then I walked over to the weed shop. I was like, oh, everybody's lined up over here to get cash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, The opener also, he was crushing it, and then he did like a giant hit off this vape pen, like comically large. And then his set just was not that great, and he got off the stage awkwardly, and I was like, It would be great if this was the dope show format for this guy, because he could kind of lean into the fact that he is, you know, just not the same after that hit. But he he didn't acknowledge it and play it off like I've seen a lot of people at the dope show do. Um,
0: I definitely at one of the dope shows ended up doing like my second five minutes when I was stoned. And it was just like I saw someone in the audience with like an apple juice. I was like, who the fuck still drinks apple juice? You're an adult. I'm pretty sure I just did five minutes like making fun of a dude for drinking apple juice. We were like, that was amazing. I'm like, ah, oh, Christ, I forgot to tell a joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Check out the light.
0: <laughs> You're right, exactly. Like, oh, there's the light. I guess I should stop.
2: Yeah. Um, we also did this sound bath on Sunday, which is uh, up in the high desert, there's, which is like kind of up by Joshua Tree, I would say, um, in the mountains, and um it was crazy. Like we went into this like giant wood dome thing and it's like got all it's like, you know, this really cool room, and they have you go in and you go into the center of it and they have you say something you're grateful for and you can just like feel the vibrations of the room. And it's it was pretty trippy from the start, right? And then you sit down <clears throat> and on your mat and you know, it's it was cool, and then the the girl that did, led the thing and played the bowls for us was uh, started talking about it, and she's like, "So this room was actually built to be it was built to be a human cell regenerator or some some sort of thing to expand, you, you know, do some crazy thing with energy for your cells to expand our lifespan." The design was given to this guy from this group of uh, I forget the name of it. And but then she's like, those are extraterrestrials. They were giving it to us because us as humans, um, you know, we keep falling short of our potential because we die because we don't have enough time to figure out the things we need to figure out to reach our potential. And this is going to help us do that by expanding the lifespan before he could. Do that, he died, and so we converted it into this sound bathroom <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember all the details, boys, but that was basically the long and the short of it. And then they started playing these bowls for our chakras that had these different notes, and you know, it started the the sounds start swirling all over the place, and I mean, it was a trip. It was insane. It was awesome. Um, you know. and they
1: just hand you the peyote when you walk in there or <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there's
2: no preparation. They get you in there. They get you. You're like, this is a cool room. This, that sounded cool when I said, I'm grateful for trees, you know, and it's like you feel it like through you and it sounds cool and echoes. And, you know, you're like, oh, this is like they build a little bit of buy in before they drop the like, yes, yeah, so is built by for by aliens, specs. Um, for something else,
1: <laughs> I love that <laughs> my alien specs. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: So, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I definitely recommend the uh, Integratron. It's called if you look it up. If you're ever in the area, it's a, it was definitely worth the experience. Like I don't care. I just you you guys know me. I just like kind of was like go with it, man. Like let the aliens in. Who the hell cares? You already came all this way. You know, yeah. and like <clears throat> it was cool. And You know, they're talking about how you know for your electromagnetic um, field and you know getting in with those frequencies and vibrations and all. It was making a lot of sense. You know, like there's it was so casual about the aliens things and it was sandwiched in about all this cool other cool stuff that was very made a lot of sense. And you know, yeah, just kind of relaxed and enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that was it. And uh then yeah, I tested positive for COVID today. So I was oh, kind of no. to
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, regular or alien COVID.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> oh, Anxious alien COVID. So how long do you got to sit sit out of work?
2: <clears throat> um five days from today. Yesterday I had a few symptoms. Um and then passed an at home one, but wanted to be sure and then went in. And they're like, yep, we got it. And I was like, cool. Because yesterday I was, like, sweating and had the chills. And it just kind of reminded me of when I got my vaccine All right. in a way. And I was like, hmm. But today I felt a lot better. I just wanted to check. So, yeah. Now it's like movie recommendations. I might rewatch the OJ docuseries on ESPN+. Plus. Like, I remember that being really good. <laughs>
0: I mean, did you watch Breaking Bad? Oh yeah. I mean I there's... watched
2: The Wire when I got my wisdom tooth out. Is that what I did?
0: Alright, I was gonna say because the uh, there's new seasons of Better Call Saul, but Netflix has like all like the first four or five. Okay. So <laughs> sorry, that's just the best ending to that story I've ever heard in my life. Like it was really cool, it was a cool experience, and I got COVID today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, trans- Transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, I guess it's about that
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> <Calm> topic. <laughs> Dude,
1: topic. <laughs> I will so give good. Matt some credit. This thing is cool. It's uh it, it's their slogan is out of this world, but th- so this thing is way bigger than I thought. Ted, I thought this was like a yurt. It's 55 feet in diameter and 38 feet high. It's What's massive. It again? Uh it's called um integration. Integratron. Oh, Integratron, spelled the same way as integration would be. Um, oh, no, no, there's an R. Sorry. Out of this world, Landers, California. But apparently it's on the National Register of Historic Places, and they've canceled all private rentals for the rest of 2022. Um, dude, this honestly, I'm actually pretty impressed. This thing looks crazy. No, it was awesome. That was very cool. We made fun of it, but I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, Okay. So this week um, I'm back up in, in Washington, but it doesn't really matter except that um, I drove past one of my favorite old haunts. Um, So in, so I grew up in an area called Juanita outside of Seattle and uh, everything in Seattle and especially in Juanita and Kirkland closes really early. That's like a major pet peeve of the city, especially food places and stuff. So growing up, there was only one place you could go for late night food in this area Um, It was a jack-in-the-box, an infamous jack-in-the-box known far and wide. It's on the specific corner. I drove past it today, and I was realizing that when I think of jack-in-the-box, I still think of them selling weed. And so I'll explain in a second, but the COP topic this week is what's normal in your town but weird to outsiders? What's normal in your town but weird to outsiders? So for the -the jack-in-the-box thing – you used to be able to go through the -the jack-in-the-box and you would ask for a small water in addition to whatever you were going to order. And the guy would hand out a small cup and you would put your money in the cup and then he would come back to the window and be like, hey, we actually don't sell small waters. You would hand the cup back in with the money inside. He would get you a medium cup, put in the weed, and then hand it back to you out the drive-through. And that's how we got around the cameras and everything. And that was kind of just a normal everyday part of life I mean, that was just part of doing business in Juanita and everybody knew about it it was just kind of you know a low-key hustle and uh I don't know just you buy you buy your weed a jack-in-the-box I just thought it was a normal thing I kind of thought you know I didn't know if every town had that but just felt normal so anyway what's normal in your town but weird outsiders boys
2: all right I got one for both towns I just researched this yesterday on Wikipedia so up there, the elephant car washes. Yeah. Right. There's a there's a chain throughout the Northwest. The one on Seattle got taken down for whatever, and they're restoring those two signs. One one's going to Mohai, and then the other was donated to Amazon so they can publicly display it on one of their campuses. So people can still see it, which is kind of a cool outcome, I feel like. like and
1: yeah, those when, signs were iconic.
2: Right. So, um, you know, but there's still a chain, but uh, they have so those signs are I was like, man, Seattle like reps those hard. Right. And then down here, they have one in Rancho Mirage and everyone here goes for it, too. We know a guy with the tattoo of it. And I was like, dude, these locals love this thing um and then it turns out there this is just like the one rogue location and then it's a northwest chain that like everybody loves up there and i was i i was like why do people rep it so hard in both places if it's this if it's a chain like they must be everywhere and everywhere things oh my elephant sign is so unique and it's like no it's actually just the northwest and this one down here in rancho mirage That's it. And the locals love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would say number one, coming to Seattle, it's very odd that like people that live here as much as it rains, like I don't like, I never use umbrellas. You just put on a raincoat or put your hood up. And then the second thing when I moved here, that shocked me. Well, number one is the drive-ins like Dick's drive-in like burger master. Like there's just not, there's just drive-throughs back East. it's like, it's like, so like, I feel like back East and Cobb, you would know this from Boston. There's more diners that are open, like 24 hours, but there's yeah, especially
1: in New Jersey and New York. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's mass, like in Jersey and stuff. Like there's spe- like, people will drive to another town to go to a specific diner, but I like drive-ins. I hadn't seen a drive-in in forever. And like, I remember first being here, it's like, you got to actually walk up. You can't just drive
1: through. It's like, no, man, that's not how Dick's works. It's like, huh? Wow. Yeah. So, and for, for West coast people who don't know diners, they serve every, it's not even like a Denny's it's like a whole nother level. It's like a silver trailer and they serve every kind of food 24 hours a day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I used to love going to Towson diner after we'd been out like boozing and stuff. And we literally would get wings and an obelette.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like those are the kind of combos you get. It's like, I need like, you know, a chocolate milk, a thing of fries and like an egg over easy.
0: Yeah, And I don't know if it's a Northwest thing or a West Coast thing, but like when I grew up, you put tartar sauce on like a fish sandwich and like, I, I don't even know. Outside of a fish sandwich, I'm not sure we use too much tartar sauce. So I moved out here and everybody's dipping their fries in it. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? What are y'all doing?
1: Yeah, son. <laughs> that tartar. Dude, and you know what? Okay. I love that you brought this up, but they, they've changed the tartar at Dick's and people are pissed about it. Like it's, it's it's a big underground issue right now, big underground issue because they had to change their packaging. And so they had to change the, you know, how they make it and whatever. And anyway, I don't know. There's some seriously loyal fans. Like my mom who are pissed.
0: Yeah. And I would say for like the DC Baltimore area, you would just be surprised at the like local bar you'll go to, but you'll still get seafood. It's like they have like crab balls or steamed shrimp. And it's like, you're not even sure you want to eat in here. But it's like, oh, man, their crab balls are great. You should get those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, Cobb, I guess you already gave your, your
1: explanation. Jack of the box. When I think of Jack in the box, I think of 24-hour weed.
0: Yeah, That's a good call, man. I don't think I've ever bought weed like that. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, Speaking of dicks, if anybody from dicks is listening, I need an update. You guys said you closed my dicks down in December. It's almost May. Like, I feel like it's spring. I've seen the geese flying back. Come on, dicks. I need you back in my life and walking distance. It's time, baby. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have anything to pimp this week. Hopefully you went and saw some of Tyler's shows. You guys
1: got anything to pimp? (laughs) <laughs> nope. um yeah just uh you know just that i'm a team owner now it's all it's all that's, all that's really going on in my life
0: you're a team owner and i can't wait for what's happening next week and matt's like well i couldn't leave the house for five days
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> all right there you go uh For MCTP. for cob me ted smith this is the podcast cheers